Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Pastor David Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor David teaches through God's Word. Correction is kind, and at the same time, we need to recognize that it's not passive. Even when he's patient and he gives us space to make our mistakes, he is faithful to correct. And he doesn't want us to grow so hardened that we set our hearts on course for hell, for final judgment. And so he's faithful to correct us. You may ask yourself why a loving God would let you fail and sin. Why does he let you go through trials and face tribulations when he is supposed to be a gracious God? Today, Pastor David is going to help you face some of those tough questions and remind you that although God lets you fail, he is always there to catch you. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Acts chapter 5 as he continues his message, Godly Judgment. Point number three is that Jesus' kingdom is powerful. He warned us last week, he says, you are the temple of God. Whoever defiles God's temple, God will destroy is fierce, and he warns us. Paul was not threatening to beat them with a stick. More severe, he's saying, you're coming up against the spirit of the living God. And we're told in another place that Paul actually, they, they looked down on him because they thought he was too gentle. It's like his, his letters are fiery, but in person he's not particularly impressive. So I want to read to you some of the stories, some of the things that the apostles went through as well here. In Acts chapter 5, we're told, a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. Then Ananias kept back part of the proceeds and his wife being aware of it. And they brought a certain part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet with the implication that they, they brought part, but they acted like it was everything. And Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your control? Why have you conceived of this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came on all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. And about three hours later, his wife came in not knowing what had happened. So Peter answered her, telling, saying, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, how have you agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. 
And then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead and carried her out and buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. In Acts 13, we're told that before, when they had gone through the island to Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false, a false prophet, a Jewish man whose name was Bar-Jesus, Bar-Son of, Son of Jesus, who was with the proconsul, Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. And the man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elimus, the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Then Saul, who is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently and said to him, O full of deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? Now, indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you will be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. These are not fairy tales. These are some of the things God did in the early church. These are some of the things God still does. And it's not capricious. It's not that God just has a bad temper. These are intentional corrections. Ananias and Sapphira were believers, probably went to be with him, but with a, a rough welcome. Paul, in the, what we read last week, he had said, you can, there's no foundation to lay but Christ. And some of you will enter heaven having built gold and silver, beautiful things that are going to carry with you into the kingdom. He says, and others, everything's going to be burned up and you're going to enter as though through fire, like still smoking. It's a rebuke that was productive. It taught the church an important lesson. And still a kindness to them. Protected them from further sin. With Elimus, the sorcerer, God didn't kill him. He was a sorcerer seeking spiritual power. right? And he found spiritual power that was higher than what he knew. God corrected him. And brought the, the, confirmed the truth, brought that proconsul to the Lord. His correction is kind. And at the same time, we need to recognize that it's not passive. Even when he's patient and he gives us space to make our mistakes, he is faithful to correct. And he doesn't want us to grow so hardened that we set our hearts on course for hell, for final judgment. And so he's faithful to correct us. Paul's warning here to the church was, take this seriously. This is not just words. This is powerful. There's substance. This is real stuff that we're dealing with. And so I think we just need to take this caution to ourselves and examine ourselves. Is God confronting you? about any areas of rebellion, like what he called out here, the lying or immorality, idolatry, greed, cheating, swindling. And if he is, recognize the invitation to be cleansed of it, to be forgiven. He will 
forgive and cleanse you as you own it to him. But he does require that we deal with it. You have to take it on. You have to go there with him. I want to point out that this is also an exciting reminder to us that his kingdom is powerful. This is real. It's not just fairy tales. The same Holy Spirit who moved through Peter and Paul is in you. And he says his, his grace is manifold. There's lots of nuances to how he moves in each one of us. Your life is not Paul's life, necessarily. Might look very different, it might look very similar. But if you've trusted in Jesus, you have the same Holy Spirit, the same power at work in you. Is there somewhere he is calling you to take hold of that more? To walk in that more? Please write it down. If there's something he's laying on your heart where he wants you to grow in working with him and his power at work in your life. Write it down so you can be praying into it, be working on it with him. A lot of times he is a God of process. Things don't happen often in a moment. Make space for him to move by confessing your sin and looking to him, setting your eyes on him and trusting him to do what he has said he will do. James 5, 16 says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again and heaven gave rain and the earth produced fruit. A man with a nature like yours. 1 Peter 4.10 says, as each one of us has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So whatever your gifting is, if anyone speaks, preaches, evangelizes, prophesies, speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, serves, let them do it as with the ability that God supplies, that in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study in 1 Corinthians when you tune in again. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We meet at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we would still love to have you be part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We'd love to hear from you. 
give us a call at 305-531-2730. When you call, please let us know how we can be praying for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.